You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I want to tell you that things are not the way they appear. And that's why we must pray. If we don't pray, we can lose this nation. We can lose this nation. The enemy is after this nation. He is jealous about God's destiny for this nation. But we will not allow him to take it. So we are going to take our place. He said, I sought for a man to make up the hedge, to stand in the gap. And uh, I found none. But we want the Lord to find us in the gap, standing and saying, no, Satan, you won't have it. Jesus has paid The blood of Jesus will not be wasted so far as this nation is concerned. Okay? And uh, you don't have to be born here to love this nation. You don't have to be born here to pray for this nation. You don't have to be born here to identify with this nation. Do you understand me? You are here because God brought you here to help, to birth the move of God. There is a move of God that is coming that will hit this continent by storm. I'm telling you. And he has brought us to be part of that. So that's, I mean, that's why we have to pray. Prayer precedes every major move of God. Go study church history. There's no significant move of God that did not begin with prayer. We can do every other thing. If we don't pray, there's no power. So the power will come from the place of prayer. Okay? So how many people will will I see tonight? Okay. We have an appointment. Amen? Amen? Glory, glory, glory. Somebody say glory, glory, glory. Yes, he is holy. Stretch your hands and let's pray. Come on. I want you to, to pray in the spirit just for a moment as we prepare to go into the word. Yes, Lord. Kendu bustaha. Kendebestu sulabaha. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, Father, I surrender to you. I yield myself. I bring myself under your mighty hand. Speak through me. Speak to your people. Speak to your people. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, Last week we were looking at knowing God as what? The Lord of hosts. We looked at a few scriptures and I, I I want to move from that and bring another 
aspect. Um, and then I think maybe on Thursdays we'll be looking more at different aspects of God. But I want to share with you today on what I title Seek to Know God Fully. It's time to seek to know God fully. Or if you like, completely. You need to know Him. You need to have perfect knowledge of God. We need to know Him completely. This is not the time for partial knowledge of God. Okay? It's not the time for partial knowledge of God. Most of us, our knowledge of God is so partial that we're not able to enter into certain dimensions in the Spirit because we've been limited by our revelation of God. And the thing about God is that you can only know God by revelation. You don't, you don't, you don't know God just by looking around. That does not help you to know God. You need, on, until God revealed himself, man never knew God. Do you understand me? Yeah. yeah, man never knew God. People look, they sense, they know, okay, there is a being. There's a higher being. There's a higher power somewhere. They know about that, but they, they, they couldn't really place it. And the reason for idolatry is because... People sense a higher power, but they are not able to identify. They are not able to accurately define what they are experiencing. So inside man, inside each and every one of us, there is a quest to know God. God has put within us a, a hunger to know him. Do you understand me? And, and so, why? Because that's where we will know ourselves. Yeah. I'm telling you, you don't know you. You don't know you until you know him. Yeah. Did you get that? You think you know you, but you'll be surprised. As you press in, as you get to know him more, you will discover that you never knew you. What you think you know about you is like this. Why do I say that? The Bible says that we were made in his image after his likeness. So in other words, if you were made in his image after his likeness, it means that you resemble him. Yeah. Yeah. Am I correct? Right. Yeah. So if you want to know who you are, the more you know him, the more you know you. Amen. Because you were made in his image after his likeness. Amen. So if God is powerful, guess what? You are? That's right. If God is holy, what are you? You're holy. 
If God is loving, what are you? You're loving. If God is just, what are you? You're just. Can you see why you need to study God? Why you need to know God? In fact, God is not really known by study. He's known by revelation. So you study to know Him. You don't study to get information. You can know the text without knowing God. You see that in the scribes and the Pharisees. They knew the text very well. Okay? So you need to know him fully. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Who is God talking to here? Is God talking to the angels? He's talking to God the Father is speaking to God the Son and God the Spirit. Correct. Let us make man in our image. Huh? Yes. According to our likeness. Yes. So in other words, there is, if you know the Holy Spirit, there is something you will see in you that is from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So if you know Jesus, there is something you will see in you that is from Jesus. Amen. If you know the Father, there is something that you will see in you that is from the Father. Amen. And that's why the ultimate achievement is to know God. Know God. Know God. And Jeremiah says, let him that will boast. Let him that will glory. Glory in the fact that he knows God. It's allowed to say, I know him. I know him. I don't know about him. I know him. Amen. Yes? Many of you, if not all of you, know about me. But you don't know me. You don't know me. There are some of you that know me. But most of you don't know me. But you know about me. Correct? But there's nobody here that knows me like this lady. Yes. Correct? Yes. Nobody. Yes. So, most of us know about God. We know about Him. We have read about Him. We were taught in Sunday school. Huh? We've read in our Bibles. But do you really know him? Do you really know him? Do you know his person? 
Do you know his person? Yes. Jeremiah 9.24 Let him who glories glory in this that he understands and knows me. Do you understand? Do you know him? If you don't know him, you don't know you. You think you understand yourself until you understand him. Then you will understand why you have certain cravings, why you have certain promptings. You will understand why you approach things in a particular way. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, as young as I was, I would go into church. We were brought up in this traditional Pentecostal church. Very legalistic. There was power because I saw a few dead people raised in my childhood. Okay, I know some people who died and came back to life. Because the founder of the church, before he buries anyone, he will go and pray, God, is it time for this person to go or not? And sometimes he will say, don't bury. God says, it's not time. And they will pray and pray and pray until the person comes back. I know one pastor who died. While the founder was away on a crusade. And he got the message. This pastor has died. He left the crusade, went back. And he woke the guy up. The guy woke up and he started weeping. The guy was weeping. He, he wept and wept. Why? 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 Leave me alone. Until there was a prophetic word that came to the man of God and said, allow him to go. He has finished his work. He said, God, but I love this guy. This is one of my most faithful, my dedicated pastors. He said, but he has finished. And then six months later, the guy died and was buried. So I'm telling you that <laughs> there are ways you can walk with God. But that kind of operation is a product of knowing Him. That's why we need to know Him. Yes? He that understands and knows me. Yes? That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness. That's one aspect of him which you have. I hope you're exercising it. Yes? Judgment. Even judgment is part of him. Which you carry. Obviously, you cannot judge at the level that he does. But there's a basic level where you operate like your father. And you're supposed to. Okay? Didn't Jesus say judge not? Yes, Jesus says judge not. In other words, don't give a verdict. Don't sentence anybody. He did not give you that one. He reserved that one for himself. But you can judge actions. You can judge situations. Alright? He that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged by no one. He judges all things, not all people. 
things, not people. You judge things, not people. In your eternal destiny, you are supposed to judge angels. You will judge angels. If you are going to judge angels, what, where do you think that ability is coming from? It's from your father. Are you getting me? You need to know him fully. Religion puts a veil over us and hinders us from seeing him for who he is. Man's opinion twists and distorts our understanding of God. False doctrines cause so much havoc to the people of God and hinder the people of God from entering into their full potential because they are limited. We need to know Him. Yes? He is the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Where? In the earth. You also should be able to exercise righteousness. Where? In the earth. Isn't that why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness? When you seek the kingdom of God, there are certain things that fall into place on their own in your life. So I don't know about you. I want to know him fully. I want to know him fully. Aren't you surprised that a man like Apostle Paul, how many people know Apostle Paul? <laughs> yes, you know about him. Okay, all right, yes, you know about him. You don't know him. You know about him, you've read about him, you've heard about him. Yes? yes? This is the man that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen. This is the man that was caught up in the third heavens. This is the man that Jesus gave the revelation of the church. Yeah. There's no other apostle that had the kind of revelation Paul had. I mean, he was not there when Jesus was there physically. He was not part of them. But when he talks about the Holy Communion, he says, I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ that which I deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, broke it. He was not reciting what somebody else said. He was reciting what the Lord himself told him directly. So that's the kind of authority he walked in. But interestingly, when you read about him in Philippians, he says that I may know him. Show that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Hey, this, is, this is the guy that, he says, I, I, I know man that was caught up in the spirit. Whether in the flesh, whether in the body, I don't know. I cannot tell. But the, and, and scholars believe that he was talking about himself. So there were times that he was 
in heaven. Sometimes he was on the earth. Sometimes he was in the spirit. Sometimes it became so real that he was not even sure. Can you imagine? That you, you, you walk with God to a point that you interact with God and there are times you don't even know. Am I seeing a vision? Is this real? Is, is this, am I in heaven? Am I on, where am I? That's the kind of walk he had with God. And there was a time he even says, I'm in between two opinions. Whether to go or whether to stay. If I go, it's beneficial to me. But if I stay, it's beneficial to you. I am torn between two opinions. In other words, God gave him the power to choose. Some people. I mean, we are going into an age where we will interact, we will operate in those realms. You believe that? Or you are happy with religion? Yeah. So it's this simple, this simple. That is saying this. Look at Philippians 3.10. That I may know him. If there's anybody that knew him. Is it not this man? Now why is he, why is he desiring to know him? Because there are still aspects. Amen. Of God that he didn't know. Amen. So he didn't allow spiritual pride. To cause him to build a camp. In his previous revelation. Which is what is happening to many people. But he was saying that I may know him. Somebody say that I may know him. him. And the power of his resurrection. And the the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to his death. That was Paul's desire. And this is like towards the end of his ministry. So in other words, he had gained a lot of experience. But yet, he recognized that there is more. There is more to know. So when we talked about the the Lord of hosts, that's just one aspect. And I can assure you, there is much more. There is much more. You need to seek to know him completely. Seek to know him fully. Partial revelation is not enough. I know every revelation brings certain things into your life. Make no mistake about that. Right? Adam knew him as creator. The Lord that makes, made the heavens and the earth. But Abraham knew him as the Almighty. Something else. It's interesting that nobody has the full revelation, the full package. My desire is that everybody here will have to know certain aspects. Then when we bring it all together, we will be more complete. Do you get what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah. We'll be more complete. Some people have camped. They've camped at the revelation. At the revelation of uh, the 18th century. Yeah. So, 
There are some theological documents and all of that. Praise God for that. But I am very convinced that there is something fresh that God wants to release. God wants to release. But he's looking for people who are hungry. People who will seek after him. People who will seek to know him, not just about him. People who are not satisfied with just information. People that want to know him at every level. That's what we want. That's what I'm hungry for. And I'm calling you to join me on this journey. That we will get to know him. Why? Because in knowing him, we will know ourselves. We will know ourselves. Many years ago, I would go into church in those days. As a young, in my late teens, in this traditional church, there is power, but there is also tradition of men. So I would sit down, and when the message is coming, as the teaching is going on, I start feeling, this is not right. And then sometimes it will cause me to shed tears. And I didn't understand. I'll be weeping. And I'm looking at everybody. Everybody seems to be okay. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I will step out of the church, sit outside and be weeping. I say, God, it's not fair. This is not fair. This guy is telling these people. What this guy is telling these people is not right. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is not accurate. No, this is not accurate. And I didn't, I didn't realize why. And I used to struggle sometimes when some people come up and they would just begin to preach some things that are... <laughs> you might as well get up and preach Baba Black Sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Huh? You might as well preach something like that. Then we know, yes, you have really gone off. (laughs) But to take the word of God and make it to say what it's not saying, I could not stand it. So because of that, I was accused of having a demon. Yeah. Yeah. I remember how my mom was summoned and said, you need to talk to your son. Something wrong with him. And my mom will call me, you know, these people are experienced. You don't know much. You're just a young man. I'll just listen and listen. I said, God, open mommy's eyes. I didn't know much, but something was happening inside me. It was later on as I grew up, I began to understand the things of God. And I I understood that this is an aspect of God that is in me, that is expressing itself that way. It was the grace to teach. The grace to break open and to, 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 to reveal the truth of God's word. Yeah. That was in me which I didn't understand. 
So it was frustrating me. As I grew, I began to mature and understand how to handle it when people are saying things that are not accurate. Before, I, was, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I would just be like a wreck. But now, I can sit down and listen. Really? So, why am I saying this? There's something you are carrying that you don't fully understand. You don't even know why you are the way you are until you get to know him. Until you get to know him. There are certain things as I began to know him, as I began to know a little bit about him, a little bit. I think in the spirit, maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm not yet an adult <laughs> in my knowledge of certain things. There are areas where I'm probably, I've just gone out of diapers now. I'm weaned in certain areas. <laughs> Raymond, you are shocked looking at me like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we are different levels. Okay? So there are some of us in certain areas we have not even started. There are some of us who are still in diapers. And it's okay. Just make sure you grow. If you get stuck there, there's a problem. But we want to get to a point where we become like him. And manifest. You want to, in love, you want to be perfect. In loving kindness, you want to be perfect. In humility, you need to be perfect. Because he is perfect. Come on. Yeah, there are certain things we are still carrying in potential form. But these things should not remain in potential form. They should manifest. You are a king, for example. Why are you a king? Because he's a king. He made you a king. Because he's a king. Yes? You are a priest. Why are you a priest? He's a priest. So he made you a, a priest like himself. Yes? So the things that he did, that's why Jesus says, the works that I do shall ye do. And greater works. Because I go to the Father. But you read your Bible. And maybe you read some scholars that say, oh wow, Jesus was able to do this because he was God in the flesh. That's not why. That's not why. He did it because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. That's Acts 10, 38. So if God... If Jesus needed to be anointed, guess what? You need to be anointed. Yes? Now, if he was able to do those things by the anointing, guess what? You can do likewise. So if you know him, you can know you. You can know you. You can, if you, you can know your capabilities by looking at what Jesus did. Obviously, you cannot receive worship. 
that is not for you. If anybody comes to worship you, you run for your life. Run for your life. But there are things you should be able to walk in. Why? Because he walked in it. So if he's a man of war, guess what? You are also a man of war. Yes. It's amazing. The Bible is so complete. Why did God show us all these aspects about himself? So that we will know ourselves. You are not just one dimensional, you know. <laughs> no, you're not. You are a sophisticated package. <laughs> are you following me? You are so, I mean, you are awesome. Fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, when he was making you, he was like, let's be precise. I need to get it right. He didn't just make you casually, fearfully, and wonderfully. Then you allow people to begin to say things about you. And you believe them. It's because you don't know him. You don't know him. Honestly. If you knew him. What people say. Will not move you. Because they don't know you. They were not there when he made you. He did not consult them to make you. Didn't. Stop it. That limits his ability to use you. So don't settle for people's opinions. For me, I have excused people already. If they misunderstand, it's fine. Because God didn't give them a photocopy. Do you understand? He didn't give them a photocopy. Okay, this is the blueprint. Uh, this, is what, uh, this is what I've made Eric to be. And he, he didn't give it to them. So they don't have it. So if they misunderstand, it's okay. Yeah. Say it's okay. it's okay. It's okay to be misunderstood. It's okay. Don't kill them for that. They were not there. They were not given. They were not given the book about you. So why, do you, why are you putting an unfair expectation on people? Why do you want them to know what only God knows? Is that fair? That's not fair. Stop it. Touch someone say, it's okay to be misunderstood. It's okay. Touch, touch, touch. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, don't let it move you. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Excuse them. Because they are limited. While you pursue him. Seek to know him fully. Seek to know him fully. Listen to me. When you meet God the Father, you will meet him someday. Okay? I'm not talking about when you die. I mean, while on earth here. Yeah. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians 
chapter 13. The last verse. I think is it verse 16? 2 Corinthians. Chapter 13. Okay. Uh, thank you. Verse 14. Look at that. What does it say? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So, there is an aspect. When you want to know God, right? There is an aspect that the Father will reveal. So here we see when you meet Jesus, when you experience Jesus, when you know Jesus, the first impartation is grace. Do you understand? So when you want to know the grace of God, Jesus is the embodiment of his grace. So if you take Jesus out of the equation, guess what? You won't understand grace. Your knowledge of God will be distorted. So, the grace of who? The Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse 17 tells us. John chapter 1, verse 17. Let's look at that. We'll come back here. John chapter 1, verse 17. Is it chapter 1? Yeah, chapter 1. Yeah. It says, for the law was given through who? Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You, you notice? Grace and truth came through who? Jesus Christ. So when God wanted to reveal his grace, when he wanted to reveal his truth, Jesus, you go. And when Jesus was walking, the people that got to know him knew God's grace. The people that got to know him knew God's truth. It's interesting when you see the Bible, when you study the Bible, you find that truth always needs to be mixed with grace. Because truth without grace is wicked. <laughs> I can use truth to destroy you. So it has to be marinated with grace. Hmm? Yeah, have you not been told the truth in a way that it tore you apart? And then somebody else can come and bring the same truth and it just puts you together. That's why the Bible says, let your words always be seasoned with salt that it may minister grace to the hearer. That's why Jesus doesn't condemn. Why? He's full of grace and truth. He doesn't condone the wrong things, but at the same time, he doesn't condemn. 
So that, that, that's what brings balance, and that's why you need to know him fully. Okay? Okay, back to 2 Corinthians. Look at 2 Corinthians. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know his grace. I want to know your grace, Lord. I want, to, I, I want to experience. I don't want to know about your grace. I want to know your grace. When the Bible talks about knowing, in this context, it's talking about intimacy. Do you understand? It's not head knowledge. We live in the information age. And because of that, sometimes it limits us because we think that every knowledge is intellectual. No. It could start intellectually, but it should go beyond that. It should become experiential. Which is the difference between the Greek approach and the Hebrew approach. The Hebrew approach has to do with you know by experience. With the Greeks, you know in your mind. So this, the Greeks seek after knowledge. They think that knowledge and wisdom is the ultimate achievement. But with the Hebrews, no. It's walking with him. It's knowing by experience. So, you want to know the grace of God, you need Jesus. But then when you want to know the love of God, it's the Father. Amen. The Father's love is, is different from Jesus' love. Amen. Yes, I'm telling you. The Father's love gives. Amen. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave. Only begotten son. So the father's love is a giving love. Power. And that's why if you meet the father, one of the things that will strike you about him is his love. I have not met him, but I intend to. I had a dream recently where I was being told to get ready. Get ready to meet him. How would you like that? Get ready. Huh? You have been told, get ready. The Father will come to you soon. Sure. I can't wait. That's what I'm seeking after. That's what I'm pressing into. And I want you to join me in this quest. Let's pursue him. Stop seeking his hand. Seek his heart. Seek his face. Amen? Amen. Seek to know him. Yeah. So, the love of the Father is a giving love. I, I, I was listening to a prophet. Said, when he met the Father, it was like millions of volts of love. Sure. Have you ever been electrocuted? No, you haven't. That's why you're still alive. <laughs> so it's like his love is... It will enter into you. And he said that, you know, before the throne and the angels, as they, as they come, they come 
and then his love strikes them. Bah! They fall right there. And then there are people in heaven, they, they run to that and then they get electrocuted by his love. Love power. It's like drama, right? But it's real. These are people's experiences. I'm not making this up. The love is beyond words. But it, it doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't have love. But <laughs> the love of the Father is something else. Because actually Ephesians chapter 3 tells us about the love of Christ that passes knowledge. So Christ has his love for you as well. But his love is different from the Father's. The love of the Father gives, but the love of the Son becomes so he now takes your place. That's his love. His love for you. The Father's love, it says, you need salvation. I give you my son. The, 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 the love of Jesus says, you need salvation. I become your salvation. Can you see the difference? Hey? And that's why you need to know them as they are. Because there are aspects of them that you become. So there are times that you become the gift to somebody. You become the gift to somebody. There are times that you become the, the, the blessing in person. Do you understand? You become. Out of love, you become. But you need to know Jesus to, to walk in that. Yes. So we, that's why we need to know God fully. How many people will seek to know God? Yes. I want you to press in. I want you to go beyond all the noise. Go beyond all of that. Huh? Like the, the, the scripture truly read. To, that it, you need to be still and know. Come to know. As she was reading that scripture, I said, okay, please, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go too far now. Because you don't want to spoil my message. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. But you, you need to be still to know. There's a, there's, there's a place you get to where you need to be still. Forget about the noise. Forget about the opinions. Forget about the feelings. Do you understand? Forget about what you see. Just go on and say, Father, I want to know you. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is a person? He's not a force. He's a person. He's God. He's God. The Holy Spirit is God. You know that? Yeah. He's God. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion. Somebody say communion. communion. The communion of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to walk in fellowship, if you want to walk in communion with the Godhead, look at the Holy Spirit. Study the Holy Spirit and you will understand the communion. 
that we have with God. Study the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, one of the people that really revealed the Holy Spirit to me was Benny Hinn. Hmm? In his book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. How many people have read that book, Good Morning Holy Spirit? You haven't read it? Come on, go read it. Life-changing. So he was seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking to know him, seeking to become his friend. Not just looking for his power. Many people are looking for power today. You don't look for power. Look for God. Seek to know him. Because, listen, if you seek power, you can find the wrong power. But if you seek to know the Lord, you will know his power. You will know his power. Seek to know him. Learn to go after it. Go after him. Okay? Fall in love with him again afresh. I don't know how much you love him, but I just feel that, Lord, I don't love you enough. I really want to love you more. Why? I want to love him fully. I want to love him fully. I want to know him fully. Some people only know the angry side of God. They don't know the loving side of God. Some people only know the warrior side of God. Huh? But they don't see the life-giving side of God. There's so much about him. So much. And each member of the Godhead is carrying something unique. So that's why you need to know them. Are you saying we have three gods? No. We have one God. Behold, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. We have one God. The Godhead. But I want you to know that each of them reveals something else. They help us to see God, to know God. Hmm? Jesus alone does not reveal everything. The Holy Spirit alone does not reveal everything. The Father has brought every one of them together. And they are just one. When Jesus speaks, you can hear the Father in Jesus. When the Holy Spirit speaks, you can hear Jesus in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. It's, it's amazing. It's a mystery. When you, when you, as you look into the scripture, you begin to see. You see that? Wow. This is incredible. Haven't you, are there not times, and I mean, I, I have noticed it many times. I, I can hear somebody talking. This person is talking, but I can hear another voice in that person. Have you experienced that before? So, sometimes my wife can be talking to you, but actually, she's speaking from my heart. She's talking, but it's my heart 
that is being expressed. Hmm? Yeah. So we need to know him to that point where you now start talking and it is God talking. Amen. How about that? That's why Jesus could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Philip, don't you know the Father yet? The guy says, oh, Jesus, you know, this talk about Father, Father, Father all the time. Just show us the Father and it will suffice us. <laughs> and then he tells us, you don't know yet? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Wow. Don't you want to get to that point? Well, as you talk to people, people hear you, but they will hear God. Lord, bring us to that place. Where you can just touch somebody, and it's God touching the person. Glory to God. Yes. Do you know, do you know, how, you know how it's going to impact our lives? then winning mid-round will not be a problem. Because God never struggles to win anything. Amen. Yes? So when we walk out, I will say, come to Jesus. They will hear Jesus saying, come to me. Show Seek to know him fully. So you need to experience him. You need to know him experientially. Enough of head knowledge, please. Go beyond head knowledge. Amen. Go beyond the text. Amen. And know the person. Amen. Know the person of Jesus. Amen. Know what makes him happy. Amen. Know what makes him upset. Amen. And begin to walk in that. That's where God wants us. This move that God is preparing us for requires this. I'm telling you, it requires this. Amen. Or else, you'll be going with old manna, stale no. manna. No. Huh? No. Stale manna. No. The devils we are going to deal with, stale manna cannot help us. Yeah. That's correct. yeah. Look at it, John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long and yet you have not known me? Can you see? You have not known me. That's why I say if you know him, you will know you. Yeah. Huh? You have not known me? Hey, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Amen. Ah. <laughs> Touch someone and say there are levels. There are levels of knowing. I'm telling you. There are levels of knowing. And we are pursuing the higher level. The level Jesus walked in is the level we need to walk in. Jesus did it as 100% man. That is to show that we can do it as well. Touch someone, say you can do it. Yes. You can be like Jesus. You can walk like Jesus. You can operate like Jesus. Yeah. So you can walk into the storm 
If Jesus walked on water, you can walk on water. Amen. Uh, somebody's religious mind. I just, I just heard somebody's, I just heard somebody's, somebody's thought just hit me as I said that. You know, in the spirit, thoughts are vibrations. Thoughts. Somebody's thought can just hit you. Boom, boom, boom. So I just heard that. It's your religious mind that is limiting you. Take it off. Do this, come on. <laughs> Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Say, Father, deliver me. From every limitation, every religious limitation, every traditional limitation, everything that limits my ability to know you fully, let them be removed from my life in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand up on our feet. Talk to the Lord. Yes, tell him. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.